Hey, I just want to say thank you for checking out this message today. I hope that it helps you, that it encourages you, and that you are able to learn a little bit more about who God is and why so many people throughout history have chosen to become followers of Jesus. If you enjoy this message and you want to hear more, you can find us on Facebook or YouTube, but ultimately you can find everything you need to know at clcwinnipeg.ca. There you can find more messages, you can find our social handles, ways to get connected to our church, and if you would like to give to this ministry, you can do that as well. And like I said before, I hope that you are encouraged by the message you're about to hear. God bless you. Hey everyone, my name is Scott and today we just want to do a year in review for 2020. It's uh, the last week of the year and it has been quite a year. It's been a long year for a lot of us. And so today we're just going to have a conversation. I've got my brother Todd here. Uh, a lot of you will know him. He has been a part of our church in the past. He was on staff for a while. And uh, Todd, what are you what are you doing now? So I currently serve uh, at my church, Winnipeg, on Wilkes Avenue in kind of the south end of the city uh, as one of the pastors here. Um, just uh, overseeing a lot of the operations, executive details, uh, still involved with worship, and um, kind of a little bit of everything. And they have changed a lot, you've adapted a lot, and yep. they actually helped us in the first few weeks being able to use their cameras, and we're here again filming this interview. Um, and they've, they've done a really good job of adapting to our circumstances this year, and a lot of businesses and churches and organizations have all had to do that. We've had to make changes about how we run things. People are working from home now. Yeah. Um, a lot of our lives are centered around our home, and that all started in March with this lockdown. And while that was scary and it was unnerving for a lot of us, and a lot of us are still feeling the effects of that, there was some things, I think, in coming together and trying to beat a virus together and keep each other safe that I think that we'll actually remember pretty warmly. Um, Todd, what are some of those memories for you from that first lockdown? Yeah, you know what, I, um, I mean, work changed. So immediately we were working from home. Uh, my wife was in the middle of a training course, so that was just put on hold and she was mm -hmm. waiting. Um, truthfully, we as a family were pretty busy. Um, trying to just get our bearings and and kind of the grind of ensuring that our church was cared for and that we were still producing our services and and putting out um, content there so it was really busy but we we learned a lot and it was a real huge learning experience for myself for my coworkers. Mm -hmm. um, but then I mean on the personal side just more time to just slow down and you know uh, we couldn't be stuck at the time we were living in an apartment and not wanting to be stuck there so just getting out and walking more exploring more of our city um, somehow even though uh, we had I mean we were locked down I didn't see any reduction in uh, our, our fuel usage because we would just go mm. out for long drives um, just to be out of the place. So, yeah, I mean, there was a slowness that we definitely appreciated um, during the first lockdown. Yeah, I know for myself that um, I, I decided to kind of just start taking care of myself in ways mm -hmm. that I hadn't done in a long time. Um, and just to get out of the house, I was just like walking for two hours a day, just something to do and get some fresh air. And thankfully we had a, a great spring and a great summer. 
And then there was also there was some collective experiences that a lot of us took part in as well. Um, you might have noticed a lot of pictures of sourdough bread that yep. people were making. Uh, I did not join in on that, not at all. No, not, not a fan, personally. No, nope. <laughs> I enjoy the bread. I uh, don't need to make it, though. Yeah. Uh, the whipped coffee trend was big for a while. Some, Sure. Yeah, some, some shows, I think, that we all probably watched and movies that kind of came out at that time. Like what? Contagion was a big one. I think yeah, a lot of people scary. wanted to see. Yeah. Some people are into that. I w waited for months before I mm -hmm. had the courage to watch that movie. Yeah, there's the show Tiger King, which uh, phenomenon in the first month. It really took the internet by storm. It was something. Yep. And so there was those collective experiences, but there was also a lot of fear. I remember that first week of March, I was sitting in a Starbucks just working on some stuff I had to do, and I remember hearing that day on March 11th that Tom Hanks had coronavirus along with his wife, that a basketball player had it, the NBA was canceled, mm -hmm. and that was kind of the first thing in our, yeah. in our collective culture where it was like, oh, this is a, a thing. And it didn't really hit me for a while until I was listening to an interview with uh, one of my favorite authors, Malcolm Gladwell, and he was in New York at the time where they were experiencing the worst of the coronavirus, and him and this interviewer, they were just talking about how scary this was and how, how bad it actually might get, yeah. and I hadn't thought about it until then, but it, it really shook me that this pandemic was a lot more serious than I'd realized, and I think we all had that at times, mm -hmm. and there was a lot of fear this year. Um, how did how did that affect you and those in your circle? Yeah, I've never experienced fear before, um, so that wasn't a problem. <laughs> Excellent answer. Yeah, I I remember too um, when it was announced. We were at the church. Um, we were hosting our our Alpha programs, and we have a. Uh, other ministries that were going on and I remember seeing again like you said seeing that Tom Hanks had uh, contracted coronavirus uh, you know that all of a sudden it was like quickly that the NBA was like just shutting down it was it happened mm -hmm. so quickly like two days earlier on the Monday night I was at a Winnipeg Jets game with my father-in-law and he kind of made a passing comment seeing the increased um, activity around the world going like man I wonder if this will be the last game for a long time and I was like Okay, like, uh, sure, like, I'm sure it'll be fine. We're, we're pretty isolated here. And by that Friday, I mean, our province, our city had shut down. And, I mean, the, the fear of, um, I mean, just supply shopping, that people, toilet paper outages, you couldn't find hand sanitizer or cl Clorox wipes or Lysol wipes. Like, shelves were bare. We had lineups outside of grocery stores. Um... I thought, I mean, I, I couldn't go anywhere with thinking, you know, I got to spritz my hands, got to wash my hands. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I would say, well, yes, there's definitely a public health side of it and we want to be safe. I think probably fear was motivating me a lot more that like it was obsessive, um, you know, just like constantly trying to like cure myself, protect myself, wiping and, and spraying and sanitizing. So... Yeah, it was crazy, and it's it's crazy to think 
Um, I think we're looking back on this year as probably one of the longest years we've experienced because that was only seven, eight, ten months ago. Mm -hmm. Nine months. Nine months ago. Nine months. Sure. Yeah, and I, I think for a lot of us as well, there's been a lot of lamenting and grieving mm -hmm. things that we've lost this year. Um, yeah. A lot of grade 12s, they missed it on their graduation and high school was just kind of over with no closure and weddings have been canceled. Yeah. We've had to have funerals that we couldn't properly um, get that closure from having family together. Mm -hmm. And among a, a myriad of other things, there's been a lot of lament this year yeah. and that's been really hard on people. And so not only was COVID a huge concern, we also had, in June, we had the the killing of George Floyd and the riots that that caused and the racial tension. And um, we're already in this difficult year. And I just remember feeling like kind of this constant anxiety during that yeah. season of how to make a proper response and how to navigate um, a world in turmoil. Yeah, and on top of all of that that we saw in those months, we then, in June, there was the the killing of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. And um, that was broadcast all over the world, and yeah. there was race riots. And I remember just feeling like this kind of general anxiety over those weeks and months of how to have a proper response and how to navigate a world in turmoil. Yeah. And the anger and the fear that was present in that in that time period and then on top of that you have conspiracy theories and concerns about a vaccine that is faster than ever before and murder hornets and yeah and even on the conspiracy theories Scott and I listen to um, a lot of similar podcasts and on this one podcast they addressed I think it was a couple months ago where they said you know we used to come and bring stories about um, conspiracy theories and it was fun and and we would laugh and we would joke at them and it's now become like we can't even laugh about it because mm -hmm. what used to be kind of like laughable silly things like hunting for Bigfoot and you know uh, diving for Loch Ness Monster and stuff mm -hmm. like that now it's like no no like there's people who there's large segments of our world who are being driven and fear-driven, I would suggest, mm -hmm. by conspiracy theories that I, I would dare say are often more fear-driven and baseless. Um, and and they're just there's just so many more theories that are causing confusion out there in our world. It's it's this mm -hmm. year for sure. 2020 has brought so much of that to the forefront. Mm -hmm. And people really. We're, we're also caught in this game of identity politics. Yep. And it's like, I am right wing, I am left wing, I am believing in this, you I can't am not be believing in this. I'm just kidding. And, and, and so much of it is actually wrapped up in who we are, so we can't even yep. really have conversations because now when you have a different point of view from someone, it, it's not an ideological conversation, yep. it's an attack on character and personality. Yeah, I, I see people on, on social media within my friend circle that say, um, I'm sorry, if you support da da da, if you support this person, um, please let me know because I need to unfollow you. I yeah. need to unfriend you. Um, it, I mean, the, the American election, um, well, 
you know, we're in Canada, it's not, um, it's not our nation's leaders, but it definitely affects us, what, what goes on to our big brother just south of us. And seeing how that election, I mean, we thought that 2016, mm-hmm. um, Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump was a divisive, divided election. Yeah. I mean, 2020, again, 2020, <laughs> surprising us all again and finding out it could become even more divided, uh, even more divisive. And so with this year of um, hard things and trials, we thankfully have our faith to hold on to. And that has been so important for so many of us as the things that we maybe substituted for that in the past have been stripped away, like community and being able to be with your friends and um, all of those pleasures that involve being with other people. But we have our faith to hold on to, and this is nothing new for believers and Christians and and God's people. Um, Todd, what are some examples from the Bible that maybe help you frame this or or have helped you through this year? And I've shared this uh, at my time at at CLC, and it's really um, stayed constant in my life, uh, especially over the last um, decade, you know, 2011 and onward of finding my voice through the writings of the psalmist in the book of Psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of ex- get an experience, a picture of the whole human emotion. You can find um, passages where the writer was experiencing fear, where they were experiencing disappointment, um, happiness, joy, um, the, whole, the whole human experience. I mean, we have, we have Psalms where the writer, David, is running from his son who is trying to kill him mm-hmm. the amount the immense fear you know running from uh when he was just a younger uh, a young man running from the king who was trying to kill him um so i i i took time i took intentional time during uh lockdown during uh the unrest that we saw in the summer and in the fall and this second lockdown that our that our province is through um, really dwelling on the Psalms, finding peace, finding comfort through their uh, Psalms like uh, the 27th Psalm, the Lord is my light, my salvation, uh, whom shall I fear? Um, just reading passages like that and even sometimes when I didn't necessarily um, feel it, um, still just mm-hmm. breathing that in and speaking that um, over my life and speaking the truth of God's promises and God's word over my life. So for me, I don't know if I necessarily relate to a, a single person, um, but the book of Psalms through its writers has helped me immensely. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I think uh, through the New Testament, looking at so many of mm-hmm. the trials that Um, the apostles went through as they were establishing the church and Jesus was really straightforward with them that it wasn't going to be easy and um, it wasn't all but one of them were martyred Um, they they all lost their lives for their faith and but I've also been so encouraged because in that moment they were taking advantage of a time where the gospel could go out in a new way and it could go out into all the world for really the first time in human history they had a road system that was easier than ever that it was safer than ever 
And once again, I, th I think we're experiencing this in a moment where through the power of the internet and all these communications that we have where the gospel is going out easier than ever. Yeah. And so I, I've been so encouraged as I, I just see the parallels, I think, between the book of Acts and what we're experiencing now. And mm -hmm. it's obviously different in a lot of ways, but... Yeah, but if this, if this, this is a conversation I've had many times over the last year, if this pandemic would have hit our world even 10 years ago, mm -hmm. um, it would have been not saying that this wasn't difficult, but it would have been that much more difficult mm -hmm. um, for us to be able to pull out our phones and connect instantly with family members across yeah. across the world, really, for um, businesses, churches who may not have the technology of you know cameras you know we've had we've had churches in our cities that have been had tv programs for years and they were mm -hmm. set up they were good to go um but for a pastor to be able to pull out his phone and communicate directly into the homes of yeah. uh his congregation and churches were there, there's been an, an immense blessing um that we have this technology that we're still able to connect with others and and advance the, the message of Jesus. Yeah, I remember a few months ago, I found uh, something from the archives in, in Brandon that was released, and it was talking about during the 1918 Spanish mm -hmm. flu pandemic, and in that time, they weren't able to gather, and the church, uh, local pastors were publishing sermons in the local newspaper, and I, I just think of how far we've come since then that we're still able to have our faces on screen and be able yep. to communicate and have that uh, that little bit extra of personal mm -hmm. touch. And I know for myself personally, having friends in a few different spots around the country and even some that are on the other side of the ocean, that it's helped me realize like we have the technology that there's no reason I can't stay in contact with these people. And so with all these, all the difficulties of this year, we've still seen a lot of good that has come from this yep. year. And so we just want to leave you with a little bit of application for your life and uh, some scripture. So we're going to be in Hebrews 11 today, uh, verses 35 to 40. And st starting halfway through verse 35, it says, There were others who were tortured, refusing to be, be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two, they were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. Mm. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something far better for us, that only together with us would they be made perfect. So as we see all those trials and all those just like unimaginable treatment that they received from um, the government of the day and of people who opposed their faith. It points to the reward that they experienced and also that the suffering that they experienced for their faith was not abnormal. It was expected. And um, I mean, in, in Canada, I wouldn't say that we're persecuted for our faith, but the suffering that we experience um, 
it is to be expected. Jesus never promises, follow me and I'll make your life easy. He says, yeah. promise, follow me and there is a life to come and there is eternity to look forward to. But for now, life, life remains hard as we live in this fallen and broken yeah. world. Throughout history, God's people have successfully navigated their faith and these difficult times. They hung on to God. They kept believing. And they have maintained a heavenly perspective as they refused to take the easy way out. Some of them actually chose to suffer rather than to go around their hard trial. We've seen people through history who have been given the option to deny their faith or lose their life. And they have chosen to lose their life because they held on to their faith. And it says in verse 38 that they gained heaven's attention and the world was not worthy of them. They saw suffering in this world, but God had something better that was planned for them. So what does this mean to us this year as we close out 2020? We have seen this year that even though we've been going through trials, that God is at work. It says in James 1, verse 2 to 4, to consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So as we head into 2021, we know that life is difficult right now, and it has been this year, but it's probably not going to change too drastically once we hit midnight on uh, January 1st. So yeah. Todd, what is, what is something that you're keeping in mind as we head into 2021? I think just that as, as I'm not pinning uh, all my hope mm -hmm. on this year ending and that every, all my problems will be fixed uh, in 2021. Um, I think that as a society, we're still going to have to um, wrestle through uh, how we live in a society together. Um, and I think it's important that as we uh, throughout this last week of 2020 uh, and through the first days and, and weeks and as we head into the first months of 2021 that um, there are problems, there are, there are things that have been unearthed in 2020 that have come to light uh, that we need to keep um, working on and we need to keep on working on within ourselves, uh, how we treat one another, how we mm -hmm. um, interact with one another, not just um, outside in the world, how, how Christians interact with one another, how Christians interact with uh, people who have not come to accept Christ yet. Mm -hmm. 2021, I think, is going to be a year for myself that the things that have come to surface within me, the things that have come to surface um, in the world, I want to keep on working on them and working to make this world a better place um, and, and continuing to spread not just the message of Jesus, but the love of Jesus yeah. as we walk into this next year. Yeah, one thing I've thought a lot about this year is that the Bible says that the world would know us by our love for each other. Yeah. And in a year where there's been so much division, it is my hope and my prayer that that the church would remember that and that they would do that really well. And yeah, and, and even that passage when uh, in First John when it says love one another, um, mm -hmm. I've read it somewhere where it's the love one another is 
is not is actually a specific like how we love our other fellow Christians, how we love our fellow believers. Mm-hmm. And man, like 2020, um, I would say this, 2020 was not an accident and it wasn't a surprise. Um, mm-hmm. 2020 may have surprised me, surprised Scott, uh, surprised you, but it didn't surprise God. And there are things that he brought to the forefront. Um, so so picking up on what, what Scott just said, how we love one another, I think that, you know, how we as Christians interact with one another, how we interact with Christians who, who may have maybe a little bit of a different tradition, um, mm-hmm. who may have a little bit of a different political belief, le- or political leaning, how do we interact with them and still represent Jesus well to the world? Because the world's watching. The world's watching how we yeah. respond and how we interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think for myself, the that passage in James, that to consider it pure joy whenever you face trials, Yeah, um, that's not intuitive at all. And no. um, I tend to be like a, a, a pretty steady person. I don't, I don't have too many highs and lows emotionally, but to choose joy over and over. We talked about that just a few weeks ago, that the joy isn't something that just happens to us. It's something that we choose. Mm -hmm. And to remember this year to choose joy over and over, even, even when we realize life isn't getting easier and lockdowns aren't ending as quickly as we would like. And that, that just because this year is over, that life isn't back to normal, that we choose joy and we, we remember that we're not really living for this world. We live in this world and we participate and yeah. we do our best, but, but we know that there's, there's a world beyond our, our own, that there is an eternal perspective that we keep in mind. And that mm-hmm. is where we, we find our joy. We find our joy in the hope that Jesus brought to the world. Yeah. So I hope that helps you. I hope it encourages you as we go into 2021 and and put this year to rest. Um, I hope you continue to choose joy and to stand firm in your faith. Mm -hmm. And if there's ever any way that we can help you or support you, please do not hesitate to reach out. You can find everything you need to know at our website, clcwinnipeg.ca. And um, we just want to leave you with with a blessing and a prayer. So Todd, would you mind closing in prayer? Yeah, uh, and as we're praying, sort of addressing um, the the elephant in the room, why I'm here. Uh, earlier this week, um, uh, our mom, who you know, Pastor Joanne, she uh, started to not feel well. And like we've kind of talked about with, um, mm-hmm. with 2020, the difficulties that it has brought, uh, Earlier in November, our grandfather passed away uh, due to complications with COVID-19. It was super quick. Um, so our family's been grieving and walking through that loss, as have hundreds of families within our province and thousands and thousands uh, in our nation. And uh, so she just hasn't been feeling well uh, this past week. Uh, my dad actually had to take her to the hospital. <laughs> 
if I, I hope you have not had to experience that, but um, the stress of not being able to have any visitors or things like that. She's at home right now. Uh, she's recovering, but uh, we, we kind of stepped in and, and took this, uh, this closing message for my dad uh, so that he can just be at home and focus. So, friends, I know that this church means um, a lot to my parents, and, mm-hmm. and I know how much they mean to you. So throughout this week, uh, they would really encourage your prayers as we, mm-hmm. um, as a family, as we journey through this. Um, be praying for uh, my mom, that she would be healed, that we get the answers uh, from medical professionals and from doctors. And just for my dad, for Pastor Jim, uh, just to give him strength and, 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 and guidance as he's kind of taking on a whole load right now, being a, a caregiver and still wanting to care for each and every one of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to pray. I'll pray for a blessing for you. Uh, pray for my parents. And I would invite you. This is something that we're doing at our church too. I would invite you to participate in this prayer, not just sit back and listen to whatever I'm saying, but I would invite you in your homes that you would be uh, participating in prayer with me right now, um, that you'd be praying along with me and that you'd be continuing to pray uh, for this year, for Christian Life Church, for your pastors, for your city. So friends, let's pray and uh, then I'll let Scott say any closing words. So. God, we come before you right now, and first of all, we come to you just with a posture uh, of praise and gratitude Mm -hmm. for uh, taking us through this year. God, we know that we may not understand everything that's happened and why it's happened, but we know that you are still on the throne, that you are still sovereign, uh, and that you are still guiding us and leading us. God, we pray for the families Uh, I just pray a blessing over the families of Christian Life Church uh, for any difficulties, for any financial hardships, for any physical uh, or mental or emotional strains that have been put on their homes through this year. That God, first of all, that they would just draw closer to you and that they would experience your presence and your peace in their homes even right now. But God that they would just, they would learn more of your character and that they would have prayers answered as they press into you. Mm-hmm. God, I also pray uh, right now and just partner with and believe along with my brother here and with everyone watching here, I pray for my parents uh, that whatever issue is going on with our mom, that you would intervene, that you would heal her, that you would give my dad strength and, um, and encouragement. God, I pray just a blessing over Christian Life Church, that they would continue to have an impact in the Maples, that they would continue to have an impact in the city of Winnipeg as they proclaim and are a light uh, in their community. God, we thank you. We look forward to what you have for each and every one of us in 2021, that we would be uh, examples, that we would be, um, that we would be, uh, you know, a city on a hill, that we would be a light in our communities. God, we thank you. We look forward to seeing what you're going to do in Mm -hmm. us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.